Welcome to Clued in Mystery. I'm Sarah. And I'm Brooke, and we both love mystery. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Sarah. Are you ready for another interview episode? I'm so excited about this one. I am too. These are some special treats for listeners. It's like, I think we're giving them little gifts around the holiday season. But today we have USA bestselling author Trixie Silvertail, and she grew up reading an endless supply of Lillian Jackson Braun, Hardy Boys, and Nancy Drew novels. She loves the amateur sleuths in Cozy Mysteries and obsesses about all things paranormal. Those two passions unite in her Mitzi Moon Mysteries and Harper and Moon Investigations, and she's thrilled to write them and share them with you. Welcome, Trixie. Thank you. Really happy to be here. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about something that's kind of an intricate topic uh, when it comes to building a mystery, the idea of character-driven versus plot-driven mysteries. And you have a background in film and television. Um, Will you tell us about those experiences and like, did you work on mysteries? I I didn't. (laughs) So, so, you know, yeah. So maybe that that's the, the frustrated filmmaker in me was like, well, if I can't work on a mystery, I'll just write them. Um, I worked on, uh, this will definitely date me, CBS after school specials, commercials, feature films. And, uh, you know, there, there may have been a, a mystery element, but not like, not like a murder she wrote, you know, I mean, that, that was just mm-hmm. sort of a, a side plot. Um, and a lot of short films and, and things like that. So a, a wide variety of things. None of them really, I think, technically would fall under the mystery category. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really exciting. I loved after school specials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was always that little lesson. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think Hallmark has kind of taken over that that genre a bit, you know, where where they have the character who has some terrible flaw that they have to repair in order to be redeemed and, you know, find the, their love in the end or whatever kind of thing that, that sort of seems like it's gone that direction. Yeah, that's true. Kind of feeding the audience who grew up on the after school specials with a grown up version of it, I guess. Just, so just thinking about the after school specials and and now the Hallmark productions, would you classify those as character driven or as being plot driven? And maybe we should start with kind of defining what we mean by character driven and plot driven. Sure, sure. Um, so, definition first uh, character driven means that the story moves forward because the character, as written, acts from their definition. So, if you have defined a character as having a generous heart or having a a wicked streak or a deceptive tendency, their actions based on who you've defined them to be are what move the story forward. A plot driven, which let's be fair, every Hallmark holiday movie is plot driven. A plot driven movie or television show is one where you can sit down with a bingo card and you can check the boxes. Girl is in, in trouble at work. 
girl gets fired, uh, girl breaks up with boyfriend, girl goes to country, best friend encourages her to hang out with old high school. You know, I mean, and you can just check it, to check, it <laughs> check it, check it. That is plot driven. There's a plot, there's a structure, and they just plug in different names, different occupations. It it always starts the same. The middle point is the same. It ends the same happily ever after with the guy who, oh, you never thought she'd end up with him, but you did, you know? So it, it's, yeah, plot driven has a predictability to it. And that doesn't mean you can't create an interesting plot driven book, movie, television show, but the tendency when you go with plot driven is that it leans so heavily on the tropes that um, the predictability overtakes. So that that's my opinion. (laughs) No, that's great. Thank you. And, and I think that's a, that's a really good example to use um, when thinking about whether something is character driven or, or plot driven and that idea of, you know, could we insert any character into this story and the same thing would happen versus, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if it's something that is more character driven, if you've put another character in, then the decisions that that character makes may not be the same because it's not the same. It's not, not the same values that you've, you've assigned to that character. Exactly. Yep, exactly. So Agatha Christie has kind of been criticized for not having fully developed characters. And so did her puzzle mysteries fall into that category too? Like, could she pop, in your opinion, (laughs) could she just like pop a character in there and make them work? Is that, so basically in that case, it wouldn't be a flaw of her writing. It's just a fact of the matter that she was writing plot driven versus character driven. Absolutely. And First and foremost, I love Agatha Christie. <laughs> I, I'm not a huge fan of the movie adaptations, you know, but but directors in Hollywood and they take their creative license and they do what they will. And there have been some great ones and there have been some misses, in my opinion. But she was a plot driven writer. And that was because of all of the research that she put into the mystery she created and the means of death and you know all of that so for her having a character die in a certain way that would have to then be unraveled because it was complex or hidden or multifaceted or required several characters to work together that was what drove her story so you can literally put anybody in there any lord any maid any this any that the characters themselves didn't have anything so out Standing that they couldn't be replaced, in my opinion. No, very cool. That is such an, a neat thing to think about. Just thinking about this a little more. So Agatha Christie, she had um, the same detectives in you know multiple multiple stories, but we don't really think of her books as being a series, right? Um. When an author is writing a series, is it more likely that it's a character-driven series rather than something that's plot-driven? Well, I think, to your point, with Agatha Christie, you know, she was the draw. She was the selling point. If I went missing for 11 days or whatever the hell that story was, uh, no one would notice 
or care or call out the National Guard. Um, but she was what was treasured about her writing because she put uh, she put herself in the role of sleuth in a way. And so the mysteries that she wrote, because they were plot driven, they had a different feel for people. So each one stands alone. You can pick up any one of the books and read them and not feel like, oh, I wonder why that character changed from here to there. They don't change. You know, Hercule Poirot is always the same, <laughs> slightly annoying, intelligent, you know, sleuth, whatever. Miss Marple, she's always the same. There isn't a character arc for her. She doesn't suddenly, you know, take up modern dance and move, you know, to to Africa. I mean, you know, whatever. It's like that. That isn't what the books were about. They were about a complex mystery that had to be unraveled by someone who was making subtle observations of, you know, sometimes perhaps too convenient, but but subtle observations of clues and connections and ways that the scoop of characters that were scooped into that mystery were tied together, period. You know, it, it, that that was what it was about. So it's not the same as I think what we think of in a series nowadays, when you have a, a long running series with a main character who is an amateur sleuth or whatever, the, and I feel like this is an expectation of readers now, that character has to develop, change, gain new powers, have a different understanding of themselves, meet new people. Uh, you know, there is something about the way we write nowadays that requires a character to grow. And so if you take the first book of a series and the last book of a series, I don't think the character would be the same in most instances. Even if, even if that person tends toward a plot-driven mystery, I think because of reader expectation, there there's going to be some differences. I feel like that's a pretty standard trope now that the sleuth ha has to learn, grow, expand, and and change. They can't just remain static for an entire series. That doesn't seem to be, you know, what the market will bear anymore. In that answer, Trixie, it you kind of revealed where I feel this lands is that it's not either or, it's a spectrum, right? We yeah. have plot driven on one side, you have character driven on the other side. And I think a lot of times in our mind, we just like say, well, is the story one or the other? But actually, it's a spectrum. Because you said that, you said someone might tend to be on this side of things, mm -hmm. but they're still going to have character development. Mm -hmm. I, I think that is true. And I know from what I've read in the, in the genre, that is definitely more common now than, you know, Lillian Jackson Braun, for instance. The, her character, they, there's some physical things that happen in the town. A mansion burns down. He has to move into a different house, you know, whatever. But her main character, Quill, he's the same guy in every book. He doesn't magically get more romantic or magically get, you know, cry about this or whatever. He's the same guy in every book. That's the dependable character and other people come and go. Um, there's a little more character development because uh, he is in a small town and they bring people into the town 
versus going out, you know, like with Hercule Poirot, he tends to travel and find a mystery on his journey kind of a thing. Um, whereas Quill is more of a Miss Marple where it's all happening in the, in the same town. But again, really not a whole lot of development. They reference his past, uh, he, uh, you know, a drinking problem or whatever, but you don't go through that with him and experience the change with him. It just happens to be something that you know, is part of his backstory, so to speak. I wonder if the subgenre matters. So Brooke and I have talked a lot about different kinds of mysteries. And, you know, I think, you know, a domestic thriller is going to be a lot more plot driven than necessarily character driven. And some of that, I think, is what we've been talking about with respect to series, right? A lot of mm -hmm. domestic thrillers, it's you meet the the cast of characters and this is the only time you're ever going to be encountering them, right? There's not going to be a right. series of books right. Um, right. about them. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to run through in my head, thinking about different series that I've read and, and, and trying to, you know, figure out, okay, are they more plot driven or, or a series or sorry, more plot driven or more character driven? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious if, if you've got any thoughts about kind of whether there are some subgenres that lend themselves more to being character versus plot driven? Well, I think that that's an accurate um, take, you know, when you were talking about suspense and that sort of thing. But again, it's generally more of a one-off type of a story. That same author may write another thriller, but it's usually a whole new set of characters. And the idea is, are you creating a story where the events that occur are the most critical piece? Like, do I need to put my character in this type of a dire strait that they, you know, have some unknown thing coming after them? They're, you know, they this has been taken away, that's been taken away, the, they only have so many options. So I'm arranging the plot around them, forcing them to do something versus having the character decide to take an action that then results mm. in the next action. Then they decide to take another action. So I, I think that is really the the differentiation between plot-driven and character-driven. When the circumstances are the most important piece, that leans into plot-driven because you have to have these events occur to force the character into this tighter and tighter wedge versus the character making these decisions that then remove their options. So Trixie, you um, shared with us in getting ready for our episode that you uh, have kind of broken down the film, The Glass Onion in that way to think about whether it's character or plot driven. And I would love to know your take on that. Yeah. Well, uh, if, you, if I'll just start out with the spoiler alert, <laughs> that's a very character driven, that's a very character driven film. And that's because uh, the director is obsessed and, and writer he wrote and directed uh, obsessed with creating the suspense that is not um, a surprise. In other words, he's not going to take you through the entire film and then have frogs rain from the sky at the end to, to make, make it all make sense, which it never does. But that's the ultimate, you know, Hollywood fix. Well, we've done all these things and now to just make it super weird, this is going to happen. 
doesn't make mm. any sense with the breadcrumbs we've laid, but this is going to just white people, you know, they're just going to be knocked off their feet and so surprised and stunned and shocked, but it doesn't make any sense with anything that has happened. So that's a plot driven movie and not a great one. The, the difference with the glass onion and knives out was the same, you know, I guess glass onion, they also refer to as knives out too, but glass onion was the sequel. The idea that they created was these very individual unique characters and and some of them to be fair have more minor roles and could be anything not not critical but the critical characters the character played by edward norton he makes very specific decisions based on his own internal um fears so he he has lied and cheated and stolen and murdered <laughs> and everything he's doing is to cover his tracks. So he's created these dependent people by manipulating and blackmailing and buying their allegiance. So you can't just put any other character in there. His specific fears, number one, you know, being found out, and also the fact that he's not very intelligent and he covers it with money. Those are all things that direct his actions and eventually are his undoing because the character, the detective played by Daniel Craig is smarter than him, but he gets backed into a corner. You know, he, he tries to do uh, something. He makes a choice and he chooses to go to the Island with this woman who's posing as her twin sister and they're trying to pull off. But again, you couldn't talk someone into that unless that particular character had a certain drive and her drive was to clear her sister's name. She didn't commit suicide. She was murdered and that was important to her. So she was willing to go along with this obviously insane plan, you know, to go to a private island owned by a billionaire who could snuff you out in a minute. And in the, indeed he tried, right? So those are the reasons why a character-driven film can can be so tight because characters only act in a specific way because of how you've established their psyche. You couldn't take a character who had that commitment to clearing her sister's name and, and getting what was rightfully hers, which was the credit for wanting to shut down this, you know, insane explosive fuel project. Um, if somebody was just a home baker who uh, never wanted to leave their house and, you know, had five cats and doesn't travel. Well, you can't convince that person to do these things because they don't have the conviction. So she required some convincing. She didn't jump on the thing, you know, and that makes it more interesting, gives her some depth, but there's no way you could have convinced her if her character had been different. So that is kind of what drives that whole plot. Each of those characters is acting, honestly, from a fairly self-serving place. And ultimately, you know, the, the killer, the most self-serving is manipulating their wants and desires to get what he wants from them. And when they fail to meet his expectation, he just kills them, <laughs> like, moves on, right? So that that is really, 
why I feel that is such a character-driven film, because those actions are taken based on what has been established about the, the personality and, and values of each of the characters involved. So while it appears kind of Agatha Christie on the surface, because it's the group and there's a bunch of people involved, it's not the plot driving it. So interesting. And I would say, and maybe that's because I'm a creature of our contemporary world, much more satisfying, right? Because it's believable because you're inside these people's, like you said, their convictions and their motivations, and it all feels more believable and satisfying in the end. Right. Because I'm sure you've you've both watched a film or television or even read a book where you're going along and you're in it and you're, you've suspended your disbelief. And then you're like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that character would never do mm-hmm. that. That doesn't make any sense yeah. you know, because, yeah. you, because nothing has been established to support that decision. And that's when the plot has then been shoehorned into the story to make it go a certain way that the writer didn't build up to make believable. And, and that is not satisfying. That takes you out of the story. You step back and you're like, uh, all right, I guess let's see where this goes. But your, your emotional investment has been changed. It's mm-hmm. not the same. Yeah, I can definitely think of, of some examples of that. And, and as Brooke says, like that is not a satisfying experience. No, no, it's not because then you have to start making excuses why you should accept that. And that's not how you want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. You want it to feel like it makes sense and there's a reason. And, you know, then you get to the end and you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. But if I go back and look at this and this and this and this, that totally makes sense. Versus what? My favorite one is when they introduce a character in the last five minutes that hasn't been in the entire episode, mm-hmm. movie, whatever. <laughs> And they are the ones who did it. And you're like, really? Okay, great. You know, uh, mm-hmm. sure, fine. I can't stand that. Because, you know, like the whole idea, the whole reason people get in- invested in mysteries is to see if they can figure it out. Mm-hmm. So if you're just going to pull out a character at the very end that I did never get to meet or hear interrogated or view their actions, well, of course I'm not going to know it was them because I, I know nothing about them. So... How convenient. (laughs) Yes, fair play, right? Mm -hmm. Our golden age uh, predecessors established that. And there is still value in in that rule, I think, where you have all the information and see if you can put put the conclusion together yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Thinking about your own work, Trixie, your novels, do you tend to write plot or character driven stories? I definitely tend towards character driven. I I have um, a, a structure. I'm an outliner, you know, at least loosely. I'm I'm not over the top with it, but but I do like to have a structure, um, and that is just meant to you know have a flow to it. And then what happens along the way is based on the character and nine times out of 10, what I have in my outline isn't what happens (laughs) because the character makes a different decision. And I go with that. 
because that makes it interesting to me. Because if I'm surprised by what has happened, then I know the reader will be surprised by what has happened. So I I like the idea and the comfort of having the structure so I know where I wanted to head or, or, or what I wanted to hit on. But if something changes along the way, I don't resist it in favor of the plot. I go with what the character is doing, especially with my longer running series, like with, with Mitzi Moon, um, because I, I know that character inside and out. And so I know if they are making a different decision, that's the right one. And I just, and I go with that. So yeah, for me, it, it really is more about the character because I feel like that builds more rapport with the reader. Uh, a reader can understand a plot and can, can read a plot, can, you know, identify the plot points, but they don't connect with a plot. They, they connect with a character. So if you are writing a series and you want to pull the reader along with you, there has to be somebody there that they find relatable and interesting enough to follow, you know? I, I So I feel like for me, character is the way to go. I love that. And you're right. Those are the series that we can't wait till the next book comes out because we have to know what happens to our friends. You know, they, they start yeah. to feel like your friends in this little world that you like to visit. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I love that. Yeah. And that's, I find that to be very true. <laughs> well, and I suppose that's a really helpful way of thinking about whether something is more plot versus character driven is, you know, when you finish a book, do you feel like you've just spent time with friends that you want to spend some more time with, right? That, yeah. that um, you know, you've, you've got this connection with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those domestic thrillers that you mentioned earlier, Sarah, you really never think about those people again. You know, it was a fun no. <laughs> roller coaster ride, but right. you don't wonder what happened to Jane Doe after the thing ends, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And most people, if you ask readers, you know, oh, what did you like about this book or what? They don't like, oh, I really like the way they got that exotic poison from South America. And, you know, <laughs> no one gives a crap about that. They're like, oh, I love, I really identify with the main character. She's so sassy. I love that. Or, you know, she's so kind to people. That really, uh, that really made me feel good. I think that's how people, you know, those are the comments that readers make. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For the most part. I mean, occasionally you'll, you'll get an academic critic who will, you know, feel the need to point out that animal X only has, you know, no dew claw or whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever weird random thing people fixate on. And they're like, I need to leave a review about this because people need to know that, you know, dogs can't look up or whatever. So yeah, <laughs> that is a, a whole different thing, but the majority the majority of readers are going to identify with the character and that's what they're coming back for more of the character. Well, Trixie, this has just been wonderful. I know I have learned a lot. I personally will be re-listening to this episode later because it is just really educational, I think, and you know, from the standpoint of an author, but even as a reader, I feel like I have my eyes opened to why I like certain things and why other stories have turned me off. I know I have a something to put my finger on. So yeah. thank you so much. You bet. Of course. Yeah, it was fun to hang out with you guys. <laughs> uh, so before we end today, Trixie, where can our listeners find you? 
Well, I am on Instagram and Facebook, and uh, my website is Trixie Silvertail, T A L E, dot com. Um, and they can find more information about the different series that I write and books and characters and all kinds of things like that, how to get a hold of me, whatever. <laughs> well, thank you. And thank you, listeners, for joining us today on Clued in Mystery. I'm Brooke. And I'm Sarah. And we both love mystery. Clued in Mystery is written and produced by Brooke Peterson and Sarah M. Stephen. Music is by Shane Ivers. If you liked what you heard, please consider telling a friend, leaving a review, or subscribing with your favorite podcast listening app. Visit our website at cluedinmystery.com to sign up for our newsletter, The Clued in Chronicle, or to join our paid membership, The Clued in Cartel. We're on social media at Clued in Mystery. <laughs>